Hey everybody, thanks for watching on YouTube and listening to the audio podcast. Uh, the message today is the wisdom of God. And um, it's important to understand how to access the wisdom of God, but also how to receive and live in the wisdom of God. Because it will determine if you can step into all that God has for you. Because God's wisdom is the key to accomplishing all that He has for you. His wisdom is not... the the same as the world wisdom. And so turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'm going to start reading uh, at verse 18. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and, the, and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish, since God in His wisdom saw to it that the world will never, would never know Him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews <clears throat> are offended, and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, not... Um, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes, or powerful, or wealthy, when God called you. Instead, God chose these the things of the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And He chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made Him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and He freed us from sin. Therefore, as the Scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. Before I keep reading the Scriptures, I think it's pretty obvious what these Scriptures are saying, but... Uh, for the sake of doing my best to teach, the wisdom of God obviously is higher than the wisdom of man, higher than the wisdom of, of anybody. So human wisdom, <clears throat> what is human wisdom? Well, I think that there's different levels of human wisdom. For instance, there's common sense, which unfortunately is not so common. Common sense would be uh, simple things. You know, if you, if you kick a brick wall, you're going to break your toe, possibly, or, or greatly injure yourself. It's going to cause pain. That's common sense. Don't touch a hot stove or you'll burn yourself. That's common sense. You know, so basic common sense. And some people, you know, somehow they struggle with that. And this is not to condemn anybody, make any feel, anybody feel bad. I'm just giving examples. Um, common sense, you know, is, is unfortunately not as common as we would hope. But there's also education. You know, people seek high education. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it leads you to become arrogant and unteachable, then it's a major problem. Because the, the highly educated 
and the low educated alike can all come to the same conclusion when they come to God. And that's that they don't know as much as God knows. The highly educated and low educated alike, uh, God sees them the same. Your education doesn't impress God and your lack of education doesn't, doesn't make God point a finger and laugh at you. Education is a good thing. Uh, you know, and, and if God leads you to get a degree or if you've already gotten degrees at a university, whether God led you to do it or not, that's not a problem. And, and, you know, people need to learn basic things, of course, in order to excel in the thing that God called them to do or to excel in practical areas of life. So gaining knowledge is a good thing. But any knowledge that we gain in this life in practical areas will never supersede the wisdom of God. Well, what does that look like? Well, the Bible, in the verses that I just read to you, talks about Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. So it talks about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God, the Bible says, in uh, Romans chapter 12, you don't have to turn there, but it says that we are not to be conformed to this world. So we are not to imitate the customs of this world. We're not to imitate the wisdom of this world. Psalm chapter 1. Um, I don't want to misquote it, so I'll turn there, but you don't have to. Psalm chapter 1, the Bible says, um, give me just a second. Psalm chapter 1. And in verse 1, the Bible says, Oh, the joys who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Okay. So you don't follow the advice of the wicked. The wicked are people who have on purpose set themselves against God, set themselves against the name of Jesus, set themselves against the gospel. That's who the wicked are. So lost people in general are not wicked, but there are there is a level of person who hates God, who hates Christ, who hates the church. That's the wicked people. And it's people of all different walks of life. There's business people like that. There are politicians like that. And believe it or not, there are um, entire denominations of spiritual leaders that hate God. Now, that may be hard for you to fit into your, to your mind, but it's the truth. So we don't follow the advice of the wicked. Many times wisdom comes through advice, you understand. So that's why <clears throat> when you have a CEO of a great company or whatever, and they do a podcast or they do some type of a YouTube recording and they're, they're sharing their story. They're giving advice for the business, uh, to different people that basically what they're doing is they're, uh, sharing their wisdom with the people that are interested in the wisdom. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with them doing that or people uh, taking in that wisdom. However, the Bible says that as Christians, we do not follow the advice of the wicked. Then what should you do? You need to get into the Bible and see what God has, has, has outlined as a born-again believer, uh, uh, what, he, what He designed and instituted from Scripture as how we succeed. We don't succeed by the wisdom of this world. Uh, there's there's very back to common sense wisdom. If you don't pay your bills, you're not going to have a home. You're not going to have electricity. You're not going to have the basic things in life that make life uh, comfortable, that make life worth living. You know, 
that, that, that make it, you know, air conditioning in the summertime. A lot of people don't have air conditioning, and so they're, they're sitting, sitting there uh, sweating and hot, heating in the wintertime. Many people don't have heating in the wintertime. But a lot of people don't know what it's like to live without those things. And so wisdom tells you to pay your bills, otherwise you will not have the use of these things. Pay your bills, otherwise you won't have a home, you won't have a car. So that's practical wisdom, you understand? Um, but when it comes to spiritual wisdom, God leads you by His Spirit. God leads you by His Word. When, a when He told Abraham that you will be the father of many nations, when He told him that, he was old. So it took, it took not only faith on his part, but it took him trusting in God and following the spiritual wisdom that came from God to see that come to pass. And he actually had to do what it takes to have a, ch a child. You understand? And so, when it comes to wisdom for any area of life, finances will use that. If you don't pay your bills, you won't have the things in life that are necessary to live a life. But, on the other hand, spiritual wisdom. How did God uh, make a way for us to prosper, no matter what's going on in the world? Because if you just seek earthly wisdom, or, or even just practical wisdom, pay your bills or you won't have a house, that's true. But many, many people in this world don't tithe, okay? And I understand, people say it's in the Old Covenant, but it, it, it's, it's not in the Old Covenant only. Jesus said in the, in the New Testament, you should tithe, yes. But when it comes to the tithe, that's how God instituted us, uh, you know, ha having the windows of heaven open. He said, test me in this. So if we refuse to tithe because we think it's Old Testament or we think we don't have enough money to do so, then what we're doing is rejecting the wisdom of God. We're rejecting spiritual wisdom. Amen. Um, the same with sowing. The same with, with every type of offering. God instituted these, these realms of spiritual wisdom to, to, to show us how to, act, how to access and benefit from the spiritual wisdom that He set in place. And so I'm going to keep reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I, for I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. And so... Unless we rely on the wisdom of God, that doesn't mean that you're irresponsible with life. That doesn't mean that you don't use practical wisdom and pay your bills and things like that. But that means that you don't place uh, human wisdom, worldly wisdom, above the wisdom of God. So when He leads you to do something that makes no sense to your practical mind, you by faith do what God tells you to do, whatever He's leading you to do that makes no sense, and you trust Him, you let Him know that you honor His wisdom above what makes sense in the natural. That's you putting His wisdom above your own. Amen. That takes humility. And it takes faith. And so it says, 
uh, I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So we have to trust in the power of God. If we, if we only rely on the human, the human wisdom of this world, if we only rely on our education, we will never have an encounter with the power of God. We will reject it because we think that we're, uh, we're too dignified for that. We're too smart for that. We're too intelligent for God. That's the root of pride. Pride is exactly the thing that causes people to reject the gospel. It's exactly the thing that causes people to not be able to receive from God. James 4, 7, the Bible says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will flee from you. So you have no chance to resist the devil if you're not first submitted to God. And so submitting to his wisdom is a vital key. Submitting yourself and realizing that no matter what your level of education is, you're not going to rely on your own wisdom or anybody else's wisdom um, as the key for you to move forward, as the answer for you to move forward. God will move you forward if you will honor His wisdom. The way you honor His wisdom is that you do what He says do, and you, even if you consider another way, you don't do that way. You, you consider... You only obey the wisdom of God. Verse 6, Yet when I am among, am among mature believers, I do, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak is, uh, of is the mystery of God. His plan was previously hidden, and though He made it for, a, he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. This, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed those things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deepest secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. So when people say that it's impossible to know the will of God, that God's all-knowing and we just have to do whatever He says uh, no matter what, that's, that's wrong. That's religious. Because it says right here, and uh, I'll read it again. God's thought, uh, verse... 12, and we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. How do you get to know those things? By submitting to the wisdom of God, by realizing you don't know everything. God knows everything. By understanding that, yeah, you can be wrong, and you need the Holy Ghost to correct you. You need the Holy Ghost to correct your, uh, your knowledge. You need to gain knowledge and wisdom from God's Word. Amen. You have to humble yourself and realize that. No matter, no matter what um, realm of life you're called into, no matter what your education is, high or low, doesn't matter. God is no respecter of people. What He does for one, He'll do for anybody. Because He loves people. But it requires that we humble ourselves and receive His wisdom above the wisdom of this world. Verse 13. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. 
But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who, <clears throat> those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they, they themselves um, cannot be evaluated by others. Who can know the, the Lord's thoughts? Who, who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So, until you're born again, you have no chance to understand spiritual things. Until you're born again, you have no, under, no, no understanding that God wants you to have. It, it requires that you become born again for Him to reveal these things. Um, and obviously the gospel, when it's preached to, to unsaved people, the Holy Spirit illuminates it to their spirit, confirms to them that what you're telling them is the truth. And then they, ha they have to decide. They have to make the decision on whether or not they're going to submit to God and give their life to Jesus. It's not your job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict people. But talking, about, talking to believers right now about God's wisdom. I'm going to read this again. This is powerful. Verse 14. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive truths, the truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. So, think about that. Since Psalm 1 says, we do not follow the advice of the wicked, why? Because they're turned against God. They are on purpose going against God. They reject His wisdom. His wisdom is to tithe. His wisdom is to be a giver in every area of life. His wisdom is to give in the offering, support the gospel. That makes no sense to uh, evil business people, just evil people in general. That makes no sense to people who are turned against God. And that even makes no sense to the world. Whether they're evil or not, ju just people that uh, their minds aren't renewed to the Word of God. That makes no sense to the world. So that's why it warns believers, it warns Christians who want to walk out the perfect plan of God for their life. It warns you not to take advice from the wicked. You know, it, it, when they want to give you advice, it can seem tempting to take their advice because if you're struggling financially and you have a wealthy CEO giving out, giving out uh, advice, it could be tempting to go take their advice. But if you know that they're wicked and you know that they want nothing to do with God and they're actually persecuting the church, whether behind the scenes or in the open, it's wrong for you to take their advice, even if it would work. It's wrong. It's a sin for you to take their advice because the wisdom... The wisdom of man is far below the wisdom of God. So the wisdom of God says tithe. The wisdom of God says support the gospel. Give to the poor. That's what the wisdom of God says. The wisdom of God says, um, like it talks about in Philippians chapter 4, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And so you'll have, you'll have people uh, you know, attack you for praying. Why do, you, why do you pray so much? Why do you think God's going to answer your prayers? Why do you think the big sky daddy is going to do anything for you? You have, to, you have to ignore that stuff. Because the wisdom of God says, I'm going to seek my answer from God in prayer. This world seeks their answers from all kinds of places. You can't allow the success of this world to contaminate your spirit. Because the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And if you're born again, the, the Bible says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible also says that He is the one who gives you the power to create wealth. So the wealthy business people 
or whoever they are, the wealthy, uh, if they're wicked, they don't realize that God is actually the one who helped them to get where they are. They won't acknowledge Him. And that's why you can't follow their advice. Because their advice will lead you to the same place they are, which they have turned against God. They resist God with every fiber of their being. And even lost people, maybe they're not wicked, but notice how the love of money, the Bible says, the love of money um, is the root of all kinds of evil. doesn't say money is, the love of money. So these different business people, these highly educated people, again, I'm not attacking that, but they mock the knowledge and wisdom of God that could save them. They mock uh, God. So that's why it says don't join in with the mockers. They mock you because you, you refuse to follow their advice. Well, if you don't follow my advice, you know, you're going to struggle. You're going to see collapse in your business. You're going to see collapse in, in this area and that area. I'm trying to help you. No, I don't follow the advice of the wicked. I don't join in with people that mock God. I will not. Because the Bible says He gives you the power to create wealth. He even gave the people that are turned against Him the power to create the wealth they have. They don't acknowledge Him for it by, by refusing to believe that Jesus is the Savior. And also by refusing to be tithers and givers. Amen. And so, when they, as they reject God, if you take their advice, it's wrong. Um... There's, there's a different level of people that aren't wicked. They're just, they're, they're very successful business people. And it's not wrong for you to take advice on that. It's not wrong for you to take advice from people. They're not wicked. They're just not born again yet. God will even give you a, a, a door of opportunity, if you, if you believe Him for it, to get the gospel to them. Give them opportunities to get saved. It's not wrong for you to take advice from them. Uh, I would recommend getting advice from people that are experts in their field as long as they're not wicked people. Amen. And so, um, the Bible says that we can understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. It's important to understand that. If you're born again, you have the mind of Christ. So think like He thinks. But that requires that you renew your mind to the Word of God. Praise God. It requires that you humble yourself and realize that your wisdom is not higher than God's wisdom. No amount of education is going to ever uh, be better and stronger than God's wisdom. And most of the time, God's wisdom works the opposite way of the wisdom of this world, most of the time. When God gives you wisdom, it can seem like, I don't know how that's possible, God, but that's when our faith and trust has to kick in and we say, I don't really care if it, if it, uh, if it seems like in the natural that it makes sense. I'm going to follow God, and that's it. That's when your success is guaranteed. Hallelujah. So, verse three, uh, chapter 3 and verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would a spiritual people. I had to talk, to you, I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you are controlled by, the, by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and, and uh, fight with each other. Does that prove, uh, does that, prove that you are committed, uh, controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the people of the world? 
When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I, am, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work God gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow, or God who brought the increase. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together in the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work, for we are, God, we are both God's workers, and you are God's field, you are God's building. So understand what the Apostle Paul is saying here. The wisdom of God is above the wisdom of any man. And when we follow the wisdom of God, we have a 100% fail-proof uh, plan for success. But that's only if you take His wisdom, you disregard the wisdom of the world, you disregard the wisdom of the wicked, even if it looks like it's working, because it, it's wrong. However, when it comes to who you follow, the Apostle Paul says that um, you should be led on who you follow, whose advice you follow. If you're a Christian, you need to be following the wisdom of your spiritual leaders because they are following Christ. But the Bible makes a point to say that who your spiritual leader is matters. So let me say that first. You don't follow people and follow their spiritual wisdom if they have no fruit in their in their lives or ministries. That, that's stupid. You follow people who through faith and patience have obtained the promises of God. So people that show fruit in their lives and ministries, people being healed, people being delivered, people being seeing breakthrough in their lives, if there's no fruit of that in their lives or ministry, doesn't make sense to follow them. But Paul says, ultimately you're following Christ. Ultimately, you're following Christ. You're following your spiritual leaders as they follow Christ. So who plants and waters into your life um, is not who you give the glory to. It's not who you give the praise to. You give the praise to Jesus. Is it wrong to honor your spiritual leaders? No, it's wrong not to. The Bible talks about that. They're worthy of double honor. Those who pour spiritually into your life. They're worthy of double honor. But ultimately, when we honor them, we're honoring Christ. Because Christ is the one who put them into our lives. Amen. And so we follow the wisdom of God by following our spiritual leaders. That's how we follow the wisdom of God. And also, whenever we get into the Bible for ourselves, we follow the wisdom of God. When we pray, when we pray in the Holy Ghost and God shows us what to do, that's following His wisdom. A lot of people fail to receive the wisdom of God. Why? Go with me to James chapter 1 as I close this out. James chapter 1. You will fail to receive the wisdom of God, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you try, unless you do this. James chapter 1 and verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. No matter whose advice you're following, because obviously I can't control that, but I hope that you heed the teaching on this podcast, but regardless of who, whose advice you're following for business ventures, for financial increase and all those things, make sure that your faith is in God alone. It's not wrong to seek the advice of, of people who are experts in their field unless they're wicked. That's wrong. 
And um, I'm not going to take the time to teach on how to find out if they're wicked. It should be obvious to you. If they're, if they're persecuting the church, if they're, trying to, if they're funding the shutdown of churches, it's obvious that they're wicked. Amen. Um, but the Bible says he will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a, wave, as a wave of the sea. It is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. You're unstable in everything that you do when your loyalty is divided between God and this world. Decide whom, whom you're going to follow. Decide. There are plenty of great examples in the Christian walk of people who are very, very, very successful. More successful than any secular leader you could think of. Hallelujah. There's many. I'm not going to take the time to, to, to list the ones that are on my head because I want to, I want to uh, put this into your spirit from the scriptures. But there's so many. Okay? And so when you ask God for wisdom, don't waver. Trust God to give you His wisdom for the thing that you want to see growth in, for, this, for the thing you want to move forward with. His wisdom is the key to moving you forward. But you rejecting and refusing the wisdom of this world that would want you to compromise um, what God's called you to do. Okay? If it, if it causes you to compromise what God has called you to do, to compromise being a tither, being someone who supports the gospel, if it causes you to compromise those things, it's not the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will never lead you to disobey Him in any area. The wisdom of God will never lead you to compromise in your faith, in what God called you to do. Can you say amen? So that's one way, simple way to understand the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of this world. Normally, the wisdom of God will take you away that makes no sense to your natural mind. But it guarantees your success. The world will give you a version of success as a counterfeit to the world, or as a counterfeit to the things of God, but it leads to destruction. It leads to compromise. So don't do it. I want to pray for people as I end this podcast today. If you need wisdom from God in any area, um, lift your hands and receive this as I pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person listening on audio podcasts, watching on YouTube, I ask you to fill them with the wisdom they've been seeking you for. Help them to discern the difference between the wisdom of this world and the wisdom that comes from you only. Help them to submit to your wisdom today and just go do whatever you speak to them to do. Thank you that your provision goes ahead of them. You make a way for them. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it right now. That as they're not double-minded, you lead them, you guide them, you provide for them, you make a way for them, and they will see great success. In Jesus' mighty name, fill them with joy from the Holy Ghost. Fill them with confidence, not only that they've heard from you, but confidence that you will take care of them as they follow your wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to share. Share the channel. Help me to reach more, more people. I appreciate those who have subscribed and uh, follow the channel. If you're, if you're listening on audio, please share it. Help me to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love you guys so much. I'll uh, bring you. In, uh, I'll be going live tomorrow on YouTube, so make sure that you um, look for that.
Be blessed. Have a wonderful day.